Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Pop Rewind Podcast, brought to you by poprewind.com. I'm Lee. And I'm Linz. And we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh, gotta go fast. Chili dogs. Other things. Why does Sonic like chili dogs? I never understood what that connection was. I'm not 100% sure, but chili dogs are delicious. They're my favorite food as well. And occasionally, like, it's one of those nights where I want to watch some old Sonic cartoons. I'll make chili dogs. Do you make onion rings for the golden rings as well? Don't judge me. That's what I do. (laughs) Okay, so there's a new Sonic game out called Sonic Mania. When did you first hear about it? Like, what did you think? What was your reaction when it was like, oh, we're going to make a Sonic Mania? I was apprehensive at first because I've been hurt before. Like, Sega's hurt you a lot over the years. I should have liked the Saturn. But overall, Sonic games after, say, Sonic 3 for the Sega Genesis haven't been great. Uh, with a very few exceptions, Lost Worlds was pretty decent, but overall, we never saw anything on the caliber of Sonic 3 since Sonic 3. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Uh, I know a lot of people are really into Sonic and Knuckles. I never really got into that one. Even as a kid, it just felt like leftovers from Sonic 3 to me. And I, I thought about it recently, and I figured out why I never gave that game a full chance. Why is that? Because I had just collected all the Chaos Emeralds in Sonic 3, I rented Sonic and Knuckles, put them in with the lock-on technology, and the first thing that happens is it takes all your Chaos Emeralds away. And I was just like, what? Wait, did it actually erase the Chaos Emeralds from your original Sonic 3 save game? No, I don't think so, but I think I was bothered that I was going to have to beat this Knuckles part of it now without Super Sonic. Oof, yeah. No, that's kind of a ripoff. A little bit, yeah. So, I just, I don't know, I never really got into Sonic and Knuckles. Looking back to the technology thing was cool, that you could lock it onto another cart. Like, I really, I'm impressed by that. I can't think of anything else that really did that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I think I had rented it a few times. I didn't have it growing up. I've got it now, but yeah, it's... I just preferred the original three Sonic games for the Genesis. Yeah, I, I I agree. What about Sonic CD? Were you ever into that one? You know, I never had a Sega CD, and what? I've still never, I know, I've still never played it. I, got I a, know, I'll see myself out. I got a Sega CD because I thought I wasn't going to get a Nintendo 64 when it came out. So I was like, eh, screw it. And I just spent all my money on a Sega CD instead. And then I ended up getting a Nintendo 64. Well, best of both worlds. Right. So I was playing like all these pretty well aged at that point Sega CD games in the mid to late 90s. One of them was Sonic CD and that was a weird one because the graphics were basically the same but much trippier and then it would trigger music off the CD so there would be like kind of a delay. You would get your invincibility and then it'd get quiet for a second and then it would be like this random rock song. It was like da 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 da. And it's like it's, it was a really confusing game, and I could never figure out the premise because there's this whole time travel aspect of it. Of yeah. Like, future, past, and it made no sense to me at the time, even reading the instruction manual, which is something I never did, but did for that game. It's a little weird that with the time travel stuff and considering 
you love nothing more than Back to the Future, and I love nothing more than Terminator, that we wouldn't be more into a time-traveling Sonic game. Right? I feel like Sonic CD should be my favorite Sonic game, but I could just never get into it. But before we get too deep into Sonic and Sonic Mania, I feel like you should explain the Sonic Cycle for those who may not be familiar with it. The Sonic Cycle is a cycle of heartbreak. You know, we see a new Sonic game is coming out, we're hopeful, it's going to be great, and then it comes out and it's uh, just not good. Werewolf. One word, or maybe two, werewolf. Uh, yeah, why Why is there a werewolf? And, you know, playing Sonic Mania, I was waiting for that werewolf. But there, I was waiting to be heard. There's no werewolf in Sonic Mania. That's what makes it so good. There's no, like, last minute, oh, by the way, here's something we haven't told you in any of the marketing, werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't beat Sonic Mania yet. I'm still on Lava Reef Act 2. I know, I've got some work to do, but... what? I know, but I'm very happy that there hasn't been any werewolves. Uh, So, I could not sleep when that game came out. I think I woke up at 3 in the morning the day it came out, bought it, laid in my bed for four or five hours before work playing, came home, immediately played it more. So, I beat that game the second day I had it. Wow, that quick, eh? Yeah, I was really into it. I'm actually already kind of burned out on Sonic Mania, and it's only been out like two weeks. Well, I'm glad you're burned out on it and we're doing a podcast about it. (laughs) This is some excellent timing. Yeah. But it's a great game. So the deal with Sonic Mania is it's kind of like a greatest hits album with a few bonus tracks, if you think of it that way. It's got stages from the classic Sonic games, and then they've gone in and kind of redesigned it or almost made like a new stage based on that zone. So it feels familiar, but then it's still a new game. And then there are some zones that are new altogether with Sonic Mania. Yeah, and there's a lot of Easter eggs and lots of callbacks to the older games, which the more I see, the more I uncover, the more I love it. Yeah, like what have you been finding in there so far? I think my favorite Easter egg so far has been the Chemical Zone boss where you play Mean Bean Machine. Yeah, that one's pretty funny. Like, I when I first got into that... Oh, by the way, spoiler alerts. If you haven't played this game by now, spoiler alerts. Um, Yeah, the boss for the end of that is Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, and I thought it was some secret area I found. I didn't realize it was the actual boss until it was like, yeah. you've cleared Act 2. And I'm like, what? Yeah, and if you're playing two-player mode and one of you guys uh, dies, you know, gets the game over you are taken to go battle it out in a Mean Bean Machine battle. Yeah. How cool is that? Which, I mean, I've been doing really good at because I got really into that Tetris Poyo Poyo, and <laughs> <laughs> Mean Bean Machine is just Poyo Poyo. Basically. I One thing I like about Sonic Mania, there's not a physical release, so it's just on the Switch, and I just play it. Yeah, exactly. So, like, anytime I have five minutes between whatever or I'm getting bored of Splatoon or something, I just play Sonic for a bit. Yeah, I'm... Well, even with the pre-order version, I did have the pre-order, but I canceled it. It came with this really cool... It looks really cool, a nice statue of Sonic on the Genesis, but it's huge. Huge. It is just gigantic, and I don't got room for it. Yeah. (laughs) 
I just don't have room for it. So, I mean, it looks real cool, but yeesh. Really, you don't have room in your heart for the Sonic Mania Collector's Edition set? I do not. Even seeing the boxes on the store shelves, it was gigantic. I was kind of taken aback. Man, yeah. Wait, you saw this at the store? I've yet to see one at the store. Yeah, I saw... They had... I think it was for PlayStation and Xbox. They had it at one of each at Toys R Us. Oh, no kidding. I'll have to keep an eye yeah. out for that. Hmm. So, does it matter that there's not a hard copy of the game? Because I have a few friends that want to hold out until there's a hard copy, and I don't really understand why you would hold out. You know, I used to be like that, kind of holding out for the physical copy or wanting the actual physical copy, but... As time goes on and I run out of space in my house, I'm like, that's one less little box I have to worry about. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, plus, I really like the idea of being able to play Sonic Mania at any time. Like, I've got the first two Sonic games on my phone, and I'll pull them up once in a while if I'm bored. So in terms of level selection in Sonic Mania, you know, it's got a lot of the classic zones, Green Hill Zone, Chemical Zone... Is it Hydrocity or Hydrocity? Nobody knows. There were a few I didn't recognize immediately because they were for Sonic CD or Sonic and Knuckles. Like, I was playing that Lava Reef Zone, and I was thinking, man, this this new act is kind of weak. And then I looked it up, and it's like, oh, that was in Sonic and Knuckles? Oh, Ooh. was it? <laughs> yeah, because I was like, this is like the weakest stage in the whole game. And it's... Oh, I'm glad that's the one I'm on, so yeah. it gets better from here. No, it does. That the last zone will piss you off. It's hard. But can't wait. But what would like a Sonic Mania 2 look like? Like what would the level selection be in that now that they've culled all of this from the original Sonic games? I can only hope there's a lot of Mystic Cave in it. Um I kind of missed a more formal casino type zone. Yeah. That's kind of odd that there wasn't that. Even Sonic 4 picked up on that one. And I don't know if they would, maybe there'll be a Sonic Cracker Zone. We can only hope. (laughs) See, I think I would actually like them to take zones that were good ideas, but poorly executed in other Sonic games. So have you played the Sonic 2 for Master System or Game Gear? I've played a little bit of them. So the first zone where you're in that lava cave or whatever and you've got a mine cart and there's spikes and things. Oh, yeah. Pretty poor execution, really. That was way too hard for a starter zone on that game. But I think they could have a lot of fun with that in a a Sonic Mania type of game. And I mean, the, the people behind Sonic Mania, they're big Sonic fans. They're making Sonic fan games. So if anyone can pull it off, I think they'd be able to. Yeah. I would definitely like to see more of that. Like, Sonic Chaos had some really cool levels, and uh, Sonic Chaos had that unique uh, spring trap that you could hop on. Sonic can get on this spring and, like, hop through the level on it. Hmm. So, I don't know. There's a lot they could do, I think, pulling from other classic sources that they haven't tapped into. Yeah, there's a lot left, and, I mean, I was also kind of surprised they didn't do anything with Hidden Palace Zone. Right? Like, I know that was in their remake of Sonic 2 a few years ago, but why didn't that level get fleshed out more in Sonic Mania? Yeah, it is kind of weird. Yeah, it was really nice being able to play a complete finished version of Mirage Saloon Zone. And actually, okay, I love the boss stages in Sonic Mania, but that one has my favorite because you essentially get to kill Sonic's friends. 
like the boss keeps just morphing into different like completely forgotten sonic friends and i was like are they just gonna run through all of them because there's like three or four in there it just keeps changing into like these rejected characters that you get to destroy (laughs) that was pretty cool yeah I don't know. Overall, like, it was really nice seeing the nods back to the older zones, like, from Sonic 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, definitely. Even that popcorn thing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, one of my other favorite ones is in Studiopolis, you can see Cope and CPU go by on a train. See, I totally missed that. I had no idea. And so that was from uh, Spring Yard Zone in the first Sonic, and... That's just one of my favorite little Sonic things. Why is Cope even there? What does it mean? So you should mention at this point that you've written several articles trying to explore the Cope thing. Yeah. Does anyone know? Hit us up on Twitter. Like, just, I, I need to know. Why did Spring Yard Zone say Cope? So also in the Studiopolis Zone, there's that Sega Ages sign. You know, in the background, oh, yeah. which that's an actual sign in Akihabara in Japan. Uh, it's the it's the sign for a club Sega building. Huh. Which did is, you see that while you were in Japan? I did. So it was kind of nice seeing that in the game, too. Club Sega is a five story building and the first floor or two are dedicated to those UFO catcher machines. You know, what we would call crane games. OK. Then really intense games on the upper floors. I gotta say, while it was nice having all these throwback levels in this game, in Chemical Zone, they left in the worst part of that zone. The the blue, wormy blob chemicals that go back and forth? I can even tolerate those. I'm Ooh. talking about that part where you're on the like dual track thing, and you go into the pink water and have to jump up on those moving blocks... Oh, those yellow blocks are the worst. Oh, I get smashed there every time or drown. I feel feel like either I suck at that now and was better back in the day or those blocks are just more sensitive now because I was getting squished like it was nothing and I was nowhere near them. Yeah, I know. Same here. Also, nice that they left in the Sonic 3 special stage with the blue balls. And I believe the other special stages from Sonic CD... So I liked the Sonic 3 stage making a comeback. I was very baffled why they chose the worst Sonic special stage ever as the one to get Chaos Emeralds in this. It it was a little weird, and I was kind of confused at first, like, why am I chasing UFO? Because again, as I stated earlier, I've never played played Sonic CD. So I was a little bit confused. I get it now, but it was weird. It's not good, and it's hard. I have yet to get the second Chaos Emerald. Yeah, I... I think I've only gotten the one. Uh, actually, when Josh and Rich were here, Josh got it right away, and I was pretty impressed. Nice. Yeah, I just but, I was never good at that on Sega CD, and I'm still terrible at it. Like, I would have even taken the special stage from Sonic 3D Blast for Sega Genesis over the one they ended up putting in Sonic Mania with that UFO thing. Wow, you really hate that UFO one. It's bad. Yeesh. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows the best special stage ever was Sonic 2. I do like that one, but it was nice seeing Sonic 3. I find the controls a little too sensitive or not sensitive enough to play the Sonic 3 stage in this. Yeah, I agree. It it runs smoother, 
And so I'm still expecting to play it kind of choppy. But it's running smoother, so it affects how I'm controlling it a bit. So I think I've beaten two stages, which, I mean, before on the Genesis, I could beat most of them. How? I've got a great tip, and I tease Lee with this. Growing up, I had my favorite Sega Genesis controller, and it had a switch on the back where you could slow motion games. Oh. You just switch it on the back, and it's like pressing pause real quick. So it would slow it down just enough because it gets real fast. Yeah. So you can slow it down and actually get all the blue balls. Okay, now that I think back, I may have done the same thing because I also had that controller. (laughs) It was a great controller. It was so bootleg. It was called like Mr. Doc's six-button auto-fire controller or something. Well, unfortunately, that won't work in Sonic Mania, so I'm going to need one of your friends that's really good at it to come over and get all the medals for me. I know. Shout out to Heather. I don't know if she listens to these or not, but she was obsessed with Sonic 3 and could beat that like it was no tomorrow. The very first time you visited me in Canada, I think Heather was over and she just like casually beat Sonic 3. Yeah, the hardest one. Yeah. <laughs> Like in like <laughs> twenty minutes, I would sleep over there, and I'm like, maybe we should get some dinner. She's like, nah. Here, can you lift me with controller two? Wow. So actually, going back to the the Chaos Emeralds, and you know, I'm a little bit ashamed to admit this. <sighs> I had a, a little trouble with Chaos Emeralds growing up. You know, me and Heather would play Sonic, and we could never get those Chaos Emeralds. You call them Chaos Emeralds? We call them Chaos Emeralds. We had a real hard time with the CHK kind of sounds. I have no idea why. See, but we called them Chaos Emeralds for the longest time. This is why you needed to watch Get Smart, because they had Chaos with a K as the enemies in that. Ooh. And so when Sonic 3 came around, I knew. And whoever got them all in the first Sonic game? I mean, really? Yeah, bouncing around in that weird rotating pinball-y kind of thing. It was hard. Yeah, and then he would just say try again anyway, right? Could never get those Chaos Emeralds. It's a lot of Chaos going on in your life these days. So much Chaos. Chaos sounds like some kind of wedgie that you would have. It doesn't sound pleasant, whatever it is. No, not at all. So the hardest part of Sonic Mania, besides the Chaos Emeralds for me, has been Oil Ocean Zone. Because when it gets, there's like this red, foggy burniness that kind of takes over your screen. And you got to go find the little switch and pull on the switch. Yeah. And my eyesight's not the greatest, so it kind of messes with me. And I had a hard time with it. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I did end up beating it, but it it was a journey for me. Dang. What about you? Were there any spots that you've had trouble with? In the final zone, there are these balls that you're supposed to spin around. Like, that's the gimmick of the zone. And they're frustratingly hard to maneuver. Mm. Like, it's weird. I, I haven't played games in a long time that made me kind of mad or made me want to throw the controller. But Sonic Mania brought that back big time from my childhood. And... I had to be careful because 
when you're playing it on the Switch, you know, the system is the controller. Man, that game is hard. I still don't think I've seen the the real final boss because I don't have all the Chaos Emeralds. I can't even get the second one. Oh, so there's like a bubble bobble true ending and then, yeah, you know, the ending that we deserve. Yeah, the ending I got was basically like, thanks for playing, main screen. Like, what? Ooh. I was... It was kind of like that part in Willy Wonka where he yells at uh, Grandpa and Charlie at the end and they leave and Charlie's all like, did I do something wrong? Like, that's kind of how I felt with the ending of Sonic Mania. I said, good day, sir. You know, I'm almost curious. I I, I will beat it first before I look it up, but I want to see what the end boss looks like, you know, to see if there is a true ending. There, yeah, there is. I've I've done some digging. Um, oh, sadly, at this time, I have not seen the true ending. I need to make a friend who's good at that UFO thing because I just I can't do it. So yeah, I'm pretty pumped with the uh, Sonic Mania overall. It feels good to have another Sonic game that I was driven to beat. Yeah, and I mean, we talked before about how it's got a nice mix of throwbacks and new stuff and it's not you know a rerun of a game if you've played the older sonic games and you like them you'll still get something out of this and there's a lot of nods that will make you giggle you know obligatory water level the boss in that is great oh my gosh yeah there's a little role reversal and it is wonderful the bosses in this game are hands down the best from any sonic game if if there's any one thing i can definitively say about sonic mania it is the best boss fights. Oh, for sure. But, you know, I'm thinking of, like, other Sonic games that I've even liked over the years. Like, I liked Sonic Adventure okay. Didn't super wow me. Wasn't my favorite game. But I've at least played it a pretty decent amount. Okay. But I was never really that attached to it. Like, I'll play it for a few days and then kind of like, eh, and not play it again for a few years. I actually thought the Sonic... You will never believe the words that are about to come out of my mouth. I thought Sonic Unleashed, the werewolf one, wasn't that bad, and I actually preferred the werewolf levels to the non-werewolf levels. Well, this has been another episode, the the very last episode of the Pop Rewind <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, it's just it got boring because it would only had like one way to fight the enemies, and after several levels of that, it got really boring. Yeah, this one, it's it's pretty clever. Sonic 4. That was another one everybody was excited for. Oh, until I played it. Yeesh. Because I was really into I was super excited. I uh, got it for the Wii, mm-hmm. and then was like, eh. Uh, they had the second part of it come out, and it uh, was not supported for the Wii. Yeah, that kind of burned me, because if you had both versions, you got like a bonus thing or something. Yeah, and but so if you- I have... Both versions, but one's on Wii and one's on my Steam account. Yeah, I didn't even bother getting it. I was just too angry after that. You know what was a surprisingly better Sonic game than Sonic 4? Tails Music Maker? Well, yes. The Sonic pack for LEGO Dimensions is actually a decent Sonic game. You know, I forgot about that. Yeah. I've never played, but... I really should. I mean, you're a Lego version of Sonic, but 
it's actually kind of fun to go through, even though it's a little glitchy. Speaking of glitchy, uh, you had a little brush with fame there on Twitter. Yeah, how did that happen? Uh, well, you were complaining about glitches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was complaining about Sonic Mania glitches on Twitter, <laughs> and one of the programmers reached out to us and asked for more info. So I, I threw together a quick video of a problem spot. Um, i, I got to say, though, even despite the glitches in this game, it doesn't bring down the fun factor. Even the game-ending glitch at the end of Chemical Zone, I've even dealt with that. What's that glitch? Most of the time when you beat the Mean Bean Machine boss, mm-hmm. you die. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I did not a, encounter that. I have a bunch of saved games on mine that are all up to chemical zone. No, the only thing that I've encountered, uh, I've encountered it twice now. If there's too many, I think, sound effects going on, the background music will just drop out. Yeah, I've had that happen. Uh, there's what in that hydrosity zone boss when you die his ship keeps making noise when you restart the level does it really yeah i I forget what zones i was on but the music would drop out but then when you got to the boss it would start up again with the boss level or the boss music yeah but honestly these are these are small glitches i really hope that they're able to patch them i know they pushed the pc version back a couple weeks to address some glitches so Chances are they're working on these things anyway. Um, it doesn't take away from the fun of the game. Oh, no, for sure. It was actually kind of fun when I broke the music. I was like, wow. Yeah, see, now I don't know. I just thought Tales it was cool. Music maker. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, the, the glitches kind of added to the natural frustration of a classic Sonic game. Of something not working quite right. It was like, okay, this is like, this is something Sonic here. It, it's like in Marble Garden Zone, where in Sonic 3, the levels have a 10 minute time limit, but it takes like nine and a half minutes to get to the boss. And so you're going to die the first time anyway, just from running out of time. And it's like, yep. I'm sorry, I was so good and made it through the level without dying and having my time reset. Yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah. I have a rare condition. It's called perfect so there's one thing i'm really curious about with this game in fact i think this could work into one of our polls is the drop dash feature in sonic mania yes uh i understand that the idea was to give sonic a move that knuckles and tails couldn't do and i totally agree with that idea however i don't really care for the implementation of the drop dash I found myself using it and running off cliffs and into spikes and things when I didn't mean to. Yeah, I found it easier to use in the first couple zones. Uh, other than that, I never really went back to it. Yeah, I don't intentionally use it. And there's a secrets menu that lets you choose the old style Sonic CD or Sonic 3 way of jumping. Uh but that doesn't seem to work with the saved games, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't I re- know that. Yeah, I really liked the way it worked in Sonic 3. That little, like, shield thing you did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess I guess poll. Uh, Team Lee, if, if you're in favor of the drop dash, 
Team Lynn's. Wait. We're we're both kind of on the same side of this one. Uh, mm. I don't know. Just send okay. us a message on Twitter. Tell us what you think of the yeah. drop dash. At Pop or, you know, this might be. Online. It could be a separate poll. I'm going to propose this to you. Okay. What do you like better, Sonic or Mario? That's kind of an unfair poll. Yeah. I'll let you, Sonic will clearly win. I'll let you choose your first side on that one, and I'll be the other. You know, I feel like it's going to be an unpopular opinion, but I've always liked Sonic better than Mario. That's because you haven't played Mario World. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't played what is like considered the best <laughs> Mario game ever. I have played it. I just, I, I just like Sonic better. You got to go fast. Wow. Yeah. I guess I'll go Team Mario here on this one. So Team Leaf, uh, if you're into Mario, Team Lens, if you're into Sonic. It's a tough call. I like them both. They're very different games. Uh, I can't say that one's necessarily better than the other. I like them pretty equally. I can. Well, as long as we're not including all the crappy Sonic games that I hate. Oh, if we're talking overall, Mario, hands down. I'm still on Team Sonic. Wait, the the four good Sonic games justify all the bad ones for you? Lost World was okay. You know how many buttons you had to memorize to play that game? Versus the Genesis, it was one. Jump. That's it. And the, poten- the potential of Sonic Extreme also adds to it. Okay, a game that hasn't come out in 20 years since being announced. Great. Yeah. No, I stand by it. Uh, Sonic and the Black Knight? Um, no, that didn't exist in my world. Sonic and the Secret Rings? Where he wears yeah, I'm the rejecting rings? all that. Actually, speaking of rings, do you sometimes call them coins? <laughs> Only when I'm being intentionally sarcastic. Okay, I call them rings. I've had a friend growing up that would call them pennies. My dad called... The coins in Mario pennies. You know, at least they're coins and pennies are coins, but why pennies? Is there is there some other game where you collect pennies? Where is this coming from? Because this wasn't like an elderly dad or something calling them pennies. This was like, you know, a 10-year-old girl calling them pennies. Where is this coming from? I think if you, if you analyze it, though, in Sonic, it makes more sense to call them pennies than it does with the coins in Mario. And hear me out here. No. When you get rings in Sonic, there is more than one way to collect rings. In Mario, you get them all one at a time. Bing, bing, bing. In Sonic, you can get, let's call them pennies, one ring at a time. And that's just when they're floating around. Or you can get them on one of those ten ring boxes. So that would be a dime. She wasn't calling the boxes dimes, though. Your friend really, really did not know what she was talking about. I will agree with that. And let me guess, she probably told you there was a Mortal Kombat 2 nudity code. And then you'd get Mortal Kombat 2. And you'd enter the code. And it didn't work. And you'd tell your friend at school the next day. And he would say, oh, 
it was only the Sega version. So then you rent the Sega version. And then he would say, oh, it was actually the Sega 32X version. So then you'd buy the 32X version of the game, which means you had to buy a 32X. And then you go back to him and say, why don't you just admit you're a liar? You've got some really, really deep-seated issues. There was no Mortal Kombat 2 nudity code. <laughs> Wayne! Well, the internet exists, and you can see all sorts of photos and fan art of that. Okay, rule 34 and on here. I like how Sega <laughs> doesn't even know what to do with Sonic. Like, Sonic Generations came out, and they're like, look, it's Sonic and old Sonic. And it was like, what? Just make up your mind. Just admit that the old one was better and that there was no Mortal Kombat 2 nudity code. <sighs> Yeah, I'm I'm pretty glad they went with this fan, uh well who works for Sega, but the, you know, they listened to him and they released a good game. Yeah. Sega has a hit on their hands and I'm really hoping they ride the wave with that. I hope so too. It would also be nice maybe if there is a Sonic Mania 2 to have an online multiplayer mode. I would love that. Then you and I can like play Sonic together or something. Yeah. Hand the controller over mode, whatever. Yeah, the two-player mode on Sonic Mania is like the Sonic 2 two-player mode, but on widescreen TVs, it looks ridiculous. It's a little too much of a throwback, honestly. But it runs a lot better because my copy of Sonic 2 is glitchy. Yeah, what is up with your mystical copy of Sonic 2? I don't know. Okay, so my Sonic 2 came from the time when they were trying, when Sega was trying to get rid of their original Genesis and go to the smaller one. So I think I was fourth grade-ish when I got it and it came with Sonic the original one and you got a postcard to send away for Sonic 2 so that's what we did and it just the two-player mode always ran slow especially in Mystic Cave Zone and see for years I never understood why you didn't like Sonic 2 and then I played your copy of Sonic 2 and it is mega glitchy on that drive it's weird I don't think the like the main one player game or whatever it is i don't think the main way of playing is glitchy i think it's just the two-player mode that is weird your copy is haunted yeah i keep it downstairs with the virtual boy i don't let that up Mm -mm. you know what the coolest sonic thing is but neither one of us will probably ever experience it okay there is a sonic themed hotel room in england oh Yes. You open the door and it makes the ring sound. Yeah, I think that still exists. There was a Sonic Spinball roller coaster, which was, um, my understanding, a copy and paste of the generic Pandemonium spinning roller coaster, but Sonic-themed. So I would still be all over riding it if I could. I wonder that, you know, if Sonic Mania does well enough, because Nintendo's got their... Mario Kart thing in Niagara Falls and they're opening some Universal Studios stuff. I wonder if Sonic will get a special treatment. I would like to see them own this Sonic Mania success a bit. Like, yeah. maybe even Gameworks could have something special, even though there's only, like, four of those left. So, hey, aside from Sonic Mania, um, what else have you been up to lately in the world of geek Well, last weekend, which is probably a few weekends by the time this goes up, I met Rich and Josh from the Why Are You Listening to This podcast. Nice. 
So we hung out for an afternoon and uh, I'm going to have an article up about it on poprewine.com at some point. Uh, we ended up finding a ton of these retro buttons, a lot of old McDonald ones. What? Where did yeah, you get Yeah, it them? was so cool. They were at Value Village. They had four of these glass vases full of old buttons. What? So we all, afterwards, we, you know, we bought them, uh, brought them back to my house, and then we kind of went through them, did a little draft. That's so I'm cool. going to highlight some of my favorite ones that I picked out. I know Josh... I believe it's Joshua Coad on Instagram. He's got a photo of his buttons. He picked out some great ones. I don't think Rich has his up. He got a lot of really cool McDonald ones. And you got a Mac Tonight one and didn't give it to me. Nope, that is mine. I got a McDLT. Like, they are cool. McDLT, keep it all you want. I want that Mac Tonight one. It's going on my work bag. Got to keep it professional. You know, this year is 20 years since we became friends. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I'm just going to go put out uh, put that Mac Tonight button with my Ghostbuster 2 poster, I think. That's all right. Go do whatever you want with that, because yesterday I saw the Rock of Fire explosion. Hmm. Whoa. Yeah. What year is it? It is 1997. No, it's 2017. <laughs> it's 20 years since we, we started being friends. Yeah, but you saw the Rock of Fire. It was so good, too. Oof. Oh, my gosh. So... The Rock of Fire Explosion is the band that used to be at Showbiz Pizza in the 80s. Even though a lot of people, it's interesting, a lot of people came up and were like, hey, wasn't this the band that was at Chuck E. Cheese? And I just said yes. I just. Anyway, uh, I didn't want to explain that. But it was amazing seeing this because I saw them at the Kentucky State Fair last year. And. It was kind of a total surprise, and they had been rethemed as this beach band, and a few of the characters were missing, and they were pretty well aged and beat up, like eyes twitchy. Uh, Mitzi's hair was just kind of like slinging over her face as she jerked and fizzled out. Kind of like the Sonic, or kind of like the Simpsons parody. It wasn't far off from that, or like Lester's Possum Park, and so. Oh God. It honestly, it was weird because the Rock of Fire Explosion is the first band I ever saw perform live. So I'm seeing my first concert again, essentially 30 years later, and they're in rough shape. They're playing the same hits, and a few of them didn't make it over time. Mm. It felt like a legit, like, where are they now kind of thing. But... They just recently put some money into the show and refurbed it, and it is in nice, nice shape. Those guys did an amazing job cleaning it up. What blew me away is it's just, it's like this wagon with the showbiz band in it, and it's in the middle of some rides in this carnival at the state fair, but the second it turns on, it draws a crowd immediately because you've got all these people in their 30s who are like, wow, I never thought I'd see this again. And you got these kids that come up and they're just like mind blown because they've never seen anything like this. And then like people of all ages, like elderly people were coming up and just like, whoa, what what is this? Like there's something that still captures the audience about the Rock of Fire explosion. Yeah, actually, Lee put a lot of great photos and some video clips up on our Instagram. 
So check those out. I mean, it was really cool to see. There's nothing like seeing uh, some bears and a gorilla seeing Katy Perry's firework and then followed up with Nine Inch Nails. That's a pretty good mix. Did you put a clip of the Nine Inch Nails one up? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. No. But anyway, so I'd highly recommend trying to catch the Rock of Fire explosion as it tours across the country at different fairs. Is there a tour schedule for these guys? I wish. I would be the groupie that follows them from city to city. (laughs) You would. I watched the thing for like an hour. I was standing at the front row like I was really at a concert. I look behind me. It's like there's like nobody. (laughs) There's people walking by with cotton candy. And I'm like at the front like singing along with all their Beatles songs. And and it was good. I closed my eyes and I was like a five-year-old at Showbiz Pizza again. Did you go get some really crappy fair pizza and work your way back over? Yep. <laughs> you know me well. Uh, uh, well, what about you? Any other recommendations you want to throw out there? Uh, besides recommending the why you're listening to this podcast, um, you know, I saw Terminator 2 in 3D. It was only in theaters for a day, but uh, saw that and it was great. Oh, I missed it. The I don't know if it's running longer in the U.S., but it was just for the one day in Canada. The future war scenes in the beginning looked amazing with the 3D. Really? A lot of the other stuff, you know, you can... Yeah, it didn't really do too, too much. Uh, the original effects really hold up. That I was impressed with. But yeah, the beginning future war stuff looked amazing. Did they show T2 3D? No, we didn't get uh, any clips of the ride. I stayed till after the credits hoping for, you know, maybe they gave the alternate ending a 3D treatment or, you know, again, the ride, but no. Mm, Bummer. And then also, if you are interested in watching other things, uh, the Power of Glove, the Power Glove documentary, they just did their backer-only stream, so I think that means it's getting a release soon. But check out the Power of Glove. It was a really interesting documentary. Nice. That's a pretty good one. I also recommend that Lee gets his Saturday morning cartoon lineup tapes online. (laughs) Why are people so interested in those? Because it's going to be some amazing commercials, some great bumpers. Stay tuned after these messages. Yeah, when I was a kid, I used to tape the entire Saturday morning lineups because I played soccer on Saturdays. And so I'd throw the tape in before a game and catch the whole lineup. And I never taped over them. So I just yeah, you need to convert them like immediately. Tapes. All right, well I'll give them a go. I picked up um, an El Gato video game capture device that apparently can also work with my VCR. So oh nice, I'm excited to try that out and maybe just maybe set us up a Twitch account. Cool. I actually have some kind of Elgato thing. I don't know what it is, uh, but that's what I was using to get the Mario Maker levels up. So we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap this episode up. But before we do, I have a few announcements to make. Ooh, announcements corner. Yeah, there's a few exciting things going on in the world of Pop Rewind that I'm really excited to share with you. Oh, all right. Great. Uh, So first off, one of the things that I'm going to start doing more of is T-shirt design. This is a hobby I didn't know I had until I designed some shirts for another thing 
last year and uh and in fact oh a reveal oh wow there it is that's the first pop rewind shirt ever oh that's awesome yeah it's got our logo on it we're on google hangouts and you just did a reveal yeah i've had a hoodie on this whole time Ah, yeah you never wear hoodies so that kind of I was like, I guess it's chilly over there. <laughs> Chillier than Canada, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, that looks really cool. I'm hoping to eventually get it to the point where it's a shirt of the month club. Really hope that everybody likes the uh, the direction we go with that. Yeah, I'm excited to see your designs. Don't expect any from me because that's not my forte, but I will wear them. <laughs> yeah, and this well, this kind of goes back to like pop rewind in general. Like, honestly, I'm a really I'll say disgruntled writer. Not like, I don't consider myself bad. Not quite lazy, but it's really hard for me to write. And Lindsay's really good at it. So that's why she does most of the writing online these days. So this is going to be kind of my other way to push Pop Rewind. Yeah. Well, you do a lot for the podcast. I just show up and babble. You make me sound better and put out all my swearing. So thanks for that. Yeah. You know, it would show even more gratitude. Uh, if you just didn't swear. Oh, fuck you. So anyway, uh, this is actually <laughs> our first episode that has a sponsor. So um, I'm going to let you hear this message before we wrap it up. Sonic, they're so slow. Everyone has something special to offer. You are standing in quicksand. Quicksand? Yikes! Don't panic. Move slowly and you'll be okay. Even you can learn something from a sloth. Well, that was a word from our sponsor. And, uh, you know, thank you again for listening to the Pop Rewind podcast. If you really like it, uh, tell your friends that they can find us online. Yes, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Google+, Tumblr, probably other places at Pop Rewind or at Pop Rewind Online and on the internet at www.poprewind.com. And I'm excited to announce this, too. AOL keyword, pop rewind. So for all of you out there with AOL, we have a keyword now. Put down your pogs and start typing. This has been a fantastical episode of the Pop Rewind podcast. I've been Lee. I've been Linz. And we're up, over, and gone. Bye. Rewind.com. Rewind.